Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. Today is August 12th, 2015. This is Brendan and today Tom and I are going to talk about factor diversification. I, I think a lot of people understand the concept of diversifying across several asset classes. Yeah, that's something that people in the business talk about all the time. Uh, and that's certainly something that has its merits, but today we wanted to talk about diversifying across uh, different investment factors. Now, uh, you had a really good analogy that you shared with me when you came home from running. Yeah, I was I was out for a run the other day, and I was just uh, I was thinking about this. You know, different investment factors. You got momentum, value, quality, stuff like that. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of Tony Horton and P90X and all of his uh, DVD workout programs. I do those all the time. Um, what these programs are, are based on is the concept of muscle confusion, which uh, I guess to sum it up in a phrase is that variety is the spice of life. So you're doing all sorts of workouts so like on one, any given day of the week. Well, let me see if I got this straight. One day you do like cardio, one day you do like resistance training, one day you do yoga. Yeah, mixed martial arts, Pilates, I mean... You name it, and it's probably been in one of his series at some point, and, and I'm doing one of these workouts every single day. Keeping keeping the body guessing is really what you're doing. And that's really the whole idea is, is that, I guess, you kind of, if you run every day, you kind of, your body gets used to running every day. Yeah, and eventually you're going to hit some kind of a plateau where, okay, I, I, my goal is to run seven-minute miles, and I can't get any faster, so, you know, what what do I do now? Well, right. Cross training. I mean, this this concept has been around for a long time. You do different things, and they actually help you improve running. But if you do too much of one type of exercise, your body gets used to it. Also, you kind of get used to it. And where running five miles used to be cool, you get you know a nice boost of positivity from that. It's not so cool anymore. It just becomes the, the usual. You get bored with it, right. and a lot of people end up quitting right. whatever exercise they became obsessed with for a year or two years or six months or whatever it was. On a related note, swimming with me, same thing, where I swam four or five days a week, lost a lot of weight initially, but then after a while it really plateaued. I wasn't losing any more weight, and so I was like, I'm going to need to swim for an hour every day to get more out of this, and eventually I stopped. Right. You know, so when you see those results lag and, and boredom spike up, that's when a lot of people stop doing a certain kind of exercise, and, and the program is supposed to prevent that from happening. Uh, and the analogy I was thinking of was, was these diversified exercise programs and comparing them to diversifying investment factors because I think they work in a similar fashion. So we have a lot of different styles that are pretty universal. People are familiar with, well, I'm a growth investor or he's a value investor or, you know, we like to work with momentum themes. Um, I, I think this is really where we're kind of going with all of this. Mm -hmm. So all of those factors that you just named are cyclical. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. They do not, no, right. no investment factor works all the time. Right. So a way to... Uh, make that a little bit easier to stomach, I guess, for the investor is to combine those factors with a, within a portfolio because it kind of smooths the ride. When momentum is working, maybe value isn't, but then when momentum's pulling back, 
values taking the lead and and the account is moving forward right uh keeping that forward progress going kind of smoothing the ride is is how we explain it a lot and it keeps you from quitting right. when your factor isn't working isn't, isn't really working yeah hey hey do you want to mention um jack vogel yeah uh, uh jack vogel from alpha architect uh, did a pretty awesome two-part series on combining the value and momentum factors. Um, so he kind of put them together. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what he did was they looked at whether you would want to combine them into one, one ultimate factor or if you would keep them separate and have them both in your portfolio. And they, they came to the conclusion that keeping them both in their pure forms and just holding them in the same portfolio generated higher returns, uh, better sharp ratios, and uh, a lowered standard deviation, all, all things that I think investors should be looking for. Um, and another person who, who talks about multi-factor type strategies is uh, Patrick O'Shaughnessy. Um, I know I listened back in January to his interview with Barry Ritholtz for his Masters in Business series. Now this Masters in Business series, uh, this is a podcast that's put together. It's actually on the radio. It's on Bloomberg Radio. Right, yeah. And uh, I would recommend people tune in. That is yeah. an excellent show that Barry puts on. Barry's had some amazing guests this season uh, so far, and Patrick was the first of the year, I believe. Um, one thing that Patrick and Barry talked about on the podcast was Patrick's checklist for active investors. So you're looking for stocks with very specific uh, He's fact, really you know. specific. He's looking for stocks that, got, that have a high shareholder yield, that have a, a high return on invested capital, that have operating cash flows greater than their reported profits, that, uh, an enterprise value to free cash flow that's less than 10 times. I mean, that's really specific. Right. And that's just his his value standard there. That could be, you know, price to book, any right. of those. But you're basically looking to buy cheap stocks with right. that one. Um, and then also to throw on top of all of those value type factors right there and quality, you're looking for a six-month price momentum in the top three quarters of the market. So you're eliminating the dogs, basically. All of the laggards are out. Yeah. Right. Um, so rather than rely on any one of those factors alone, Patrick thinks that the combination is what is going to provide optimal results, and I tend to agree with him. Right. And I think his dad does, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Pat's dad, Jim O'Shaughnessy, wrote What Works on Wall Street, uh, what Works on Wall Street and uh, in that book, he advocates these multi-factor type strategies as well. That was one of the main messages that I took away from, from reading this book. Uh, you know, these factors work better together. I think that's really one of the big messages that we try and stress with our clients is that, you know, while momentum may be working for a time, we're going to find that value or some other approach is going to grab the baton when momentum tends to fall out of favor. Mm -hmm. So uh, finding an investment strategy is the easy part because, like we said, value works, momentum right. works, quality works. I mean, you can All find those... strategies that work. They're not going to work all the time, and sticking with them is what's the hard part right. when they aren't working. Because yeah. if you're just going to hop from strategy to strategy, that's not going to turn out so well for you. It's, and when we say it's it's not that particular strategy is not working for you, what we're talking about is you know you open your statement and you see maybe you're down, your account, your portfolio is down in the first six months of the year while the market is taking off, but it's in all the other styles or approaches that 
are working now and yours isn't. Yeah. So it's never a good feeling. No, everybody wants to participate. Everybody wants to be the best. But right. yep. I think we all need to understand that we can't all be the best all the time. Yeah. So if you if you go with these proven strategies like value and momentum that are proven to work and outperform the market over long periods of time, you need to be willing to experience some underperformance along the way because yeah. I mean if if these things worked all of the time then everybody would do them and they wouldn't exist anymore. That's right. <laughs> so basically we're saying you can't go out running every day and expect to achieve, you know, optimal results. Yeah. So uh, it's, I mean, I would, I would relate this back to finding a workout regimen that produces results. Right. I mean, it, it's easy to get hooked on, like you said, running right. or swimming or lifting weights or yoga or martial arts. Right. But if you only do one form of exercise, you're inevitably going to reach that period of time where you get bored or your results aren't really what they used to be or there are no results anymore. This is when people quit. So diversifying types of exercise uh, through a program like maybe P90X or just doing it on your own uh, can help you fight the urge to quit. Right. And we take the same approach when we manage money. The portfolios that diversify across different factors, different styles, uh, can really... Uh, achieve some better results. Yeah. So, again, to reiterate, no investment strategy works all the time, but diversifying can help us smooth the ride and avoid those urges to quit when a strategy is underperforming for a period of time. Right. Now, when we do talk about different strategies and securities, it's important to know that none of the securities that we mention in, in this podcast or any of our podcasts represent past specific recommendations of the firm. And this podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any particular securities that we happen to mention. But more importantly, if you're relying on just a podcast for investment advice, we think you're making a mistake. And that's why we strongly urge all of our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make that decision to buy or sell a particular investment. If you don't have an investment advisor, We'd be happy to answer whatever questions you have without any kind of cost or obligation. Just pick up the phone. You can find us in New Jersey. Our phone number is area code 732-223-9000. Or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for now. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with a new podcast.